This is Rising Shining. I'm Kelsey. This is a podcast version of my blog posts that appear on risingshining.com. I hope my honest reflections and encouragement will be a bright spot of your day. This is episode 35, Goals for 2022. Hey, 2022, come on in and please behave yourself. We've had some trouble with your predecessors. This blog started with a post about my goals for 2011, so writing this annual post always reminds me of sending my words out into the internet for the very first time. I'm so glad that I did. Keeping up the practice of reflecting, setting goals and intentions, and capturing my thoughts on life as it happens has helped me to live more intentionally, to find community with people who I would otherwise never be able to connect with, and has led to other creative endeavors— Most importantly, my Girl Next Door podcast, which continues to be something that I love to do. I'm so thankful to you for listening to my words, whether this is my first post you've ever listened to or you're a longtime reader and listener. I started to reflect on my goals for 2022 in the fall of last year, as is my habit. I love the act of thinking and processing before deciding. I kept a running list for 2022 on my phone of ideas both for a one-word intention and for specific goals. I also did some journaling on a few occasions. I asked myself, what do I need more of right now? And what do I want less of? It was interesting to see where those questions led me. Looking over all the ideas for 2022 that I had collected, I could see that I was trying very hard to tell myself something. Several times on the list, I had written in capital letters words like rest and less in between ideas for specific goals. The repetition told me how much I was craving those things in my life. I knew I needed to listen. If you're interested in hearing more about my process for setting new year intentions and goals, Erica and I had a great conversation about this in an episode of the Girl Next Door podcast called How We Set New Year Intentions. We also have an entire episode about sharing our intentions and goals for 2022. In terms of what I'm planning for the year, I'll first share my one word intention, which is nourish for 2022. As I thought about rest and less, neither word felt like the right spirit that I wanted for my one word intention for the year. The idea I kept coming back to is a desire to focus my energy on the things in my life that are the most important and bring me the most fulfillment, like family, writing, podcasting, and taking care of myself, and simplifying everything else. After some brainstorming and thesaurusing, the word nourish clicked for me. In setting my intention of nourish for the year, I want to remember to reflect on what activities and things bring me the most fulfillment. I want to give my time and energy to those. I want to work on letting go and simplifying things and commitments that do not nourish me. I want to feel permission to say no to anything I feel pressured to do just because I think I should, but which doesn't actually make my heart sing. And now for my specific goals for the year. Personal care. And now for my goals for 2022, which I have divided into a few different subcategories. These are personal care and growth. Health parenting, marriage, creative work, home, and finances. So first up, personal care and growth. Prioritize prepping breakfast and lunch for myself. I want to literally nourish myself this year with breakfast and lunch. 
I've noticed that these meals can be an afterthought for me, put off in order to feed someone else or to make use of every work minute that I have. Instead, with a little forethought, I can have easy, tasty, and healthy breakfasts and lunches on hand. I'm thinking overnight oats for breakfast, which I love to eat, and simple lunch spreads a la Trader Joe's like crackers, cheese or spread, and fruit. Next, paint my nails more often. I love having my nails painted. It's a small joy and I love the look. Plus, keeping my nails short and painted helps me not to pick my cuticles. I'm developing a Tuesday evening ritual of painting my nails after bedtime while watching a couple episodes of a show. I'm currently still working through Schitt's Creek. This ritual feels restful and productive, which I love. And take rest. My default mode is efficiency and productivity. This serves me well in many regards, but rest is also a type of productivity too, and a necessary one at that. To take more rest, I'm checking in with myself before I transition between chunks of my day, such as after I put Maeve down for a nap or after I finished a block of work time on a daycare day. If I feel myself craving a break, I'm working on listening. I remind myself that rest can look like 15 minutes of sitting and reading. When I get to the end of a day, I feel more taken care of and have a better reserve of calm if I've taken some rest for myself. The next category is health. Strengthen my pelvic floor with regular exercises. I worked with a physical therapist last year to strengthen my pelvic floor. She said that what makes the biggest impact is doing exercises daily. So I've set my Fitbit to vibrate every day at 10.30 a.m. and 2.30 p.m. This gives me two daily reminders to do Kegels exercises. I'm definitely doing them more often with the reminders. And increase my running pace at Orange Theory. There are three speeds used during Orange Theory treadmill workouts, base pace, push pace, and all out. Currently, my paces are around 6 miles per hour for base pace, about 7.2 miles per hour for push pace, and 8 or a bit higher miles per hour for all out. By the end of the year, I'd like to be comfortably running faster than I am now. I'm not sure how much to expect over a year, so my goal is to be mindful of my speeds and to bump up my speeds 0.1 or 0.2 miles per hour every few weeks and to try to maintain those. Next is parenting. Be present in parenting and know that parenting is my most important job right now. I want to remember that whatever parenting task is before me, no matter how unfun, like refereeing a sibling squabble to searching for a lost toy, is more important than my to-do list. And brush and make Maeve's hair most days to get her used to having her hair up. Maeve is rocking a toddler mullet that is long enough for styling, but she is pretty opposed. My goal is to get her used to having a ponytail or clip in her hair by the end of the year. I've never done this before, so your tips are welcome. Next, marriage. Weekly mini dates with Chris. We're around each other all the time, yet quality time is hard to come by. With daycare three days per week and are both working at home, we can totally fit in a quick coffee date, longer lunch date, or just an uninterrupted conversation. What helps is planning ahead, because once I get going working, it's hard for me to switch gears. We also have family and non-family babysitters ready to watch the kids and are getting back to some occasional day dates. Please don't make me stay out past 8 p.m. Thank you. Next, creative work. Complete and publish Maeve's birth story. I have a good start on this and want to publish it this year in April, around her second birthday. And 
don't put additional expectations on writing or podcasting. I love seeing growth and I often look for it in my writing and podcasting in terms of doing something more or different. However, growth comes in many forms. For a creative endeavor, I'm remembering that growth can also be expressed through process and the quality of the output. This year, I want to enjoy the process of creating without expectation. My intention of nourish and doing less of the things that will take me away from creating will help me in this goal. Interestingly, the more time and fewer expectations I give myself for creating, the more my creativity flourishes. Simply put, by doing less, I produce more. How lovely. My next category is home. Streamline and de-stress our meal planning, grocery shopping, and dinner routines. So many preferences and factors go into meals, and it turns out that everyone wants to eat multiple meals every dang day. For this goal, what I want are some improved systems for planning dinners and better collaborating with Chris to grocery shop and cook dinner. I probably need to refresh my recipe binders. I definitely need some lists in Google Docs. And if my older two children could just enjoy eating dishes that include things other than pasta, beans, and cheese, that would also really help. Too much to ask? We'll see. Also, optimize organization and storage throughout our home. This is somewhat of an ongoing goal every year, since I'm always seeking optimized efficiency. A few areas of our home in particular that I hope to declutter are my closet shelves and perhaps our whole closet, our new laundry room cabinets, thanks to Chris, and our front hall closet. And new floors! We had planned to do this last year, but this year we really mean it. I'm caught up on picking the actual flooring, which will be luxury vinyl plank. I want a light wood look with warm undertones. So many of the options have gray undertones that I don't like. Anyway, if I can choose a floor from the sea of choices, Chris is ready to do the installation. And my last category is finances. And my only goal in this one is weekly budget meetings. We go through phases where we're good about regular budget meetings, and then life gets busy. To commit to these, we've put a recurring meeting on our calendars for Thursdays. These weekly touch bases help us to stay on track with spending and saving, which translates to achieving bigger financial goals, like buying a second home. And I have a link here to the blog post where I talk more about why we're considering buying a second home. When we're in the habit of checking in on finances, I feel a strong sense of being on the same team with Chris, which is how I always want to feel. And that's what I've got for 2022. I would love to hear any intentions or goals that you have for 2022 if you'd like to share. And at the bottom of the post, I have links to all of my previous annual goals posts dating all the way back to 2011. Thank you so much for spending some of your day with me. This blog post is linked in the notes of your podcast player, and the post has photos and links. Connect with me by leaving a comment on this blog post or find me on Instagram. I'm Kels Wharton. I would be so grateful if you would share Rising Shining with someone who you think would enjoy it. And your reviews on Apple Podcasts are so appreciated. Until next time, I'm wishing you a great day, friends.